Would you like to exchange best practices and ideas to improve care, enhance operational efficiency, and address financial challenges with your peers? Becker's Healthcare is facilitating these conversations at their 8th Annual Health IT, Digital Health, and RCM meeting. You can check your eligibility for complimentary attendance at the link in the description. We are excited to welcome you in October. This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Tony Ambrosi, Senior Vice President and Chief Digital Information Officer at Baptist Health South Florida. Tony, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Pleasure to be here. Thank you. Now, I know we've got a lot to talk about. There's so many fascinating things happening in healthcare right now, and especially looking at how fast artificial intelligence and generative AI mm-hmm. have really been changing the field in the last couple of months here. But before we dive into the broader discussion, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background? Sure. Um, so um, I'm, I've, I've come to uh, Baptists almost three years ago, uh, coming from Disney and before that from American Express with uh, a number of tasks at hand. One was, first and foremost, the digital transformation, driving and enabling the digital transformation, starting from the consumer, and then patient, then uh, uh, clinicians, and then operations, while also uh, rebuilding the core technology and the technology function in order to uh, evolve as uh, as we want to um, in, in the next, uh, maybe in the next decade or so. Absolutely. Well, fantastic. And, you know, I, I really feel like that perspective um, is great background to have a great perspective to, ha- to have and bring to healthcare, because that certainly seems to be where healthcare is moving, just a lot of digital transformation and focus on the consumer, the patient and their families, as well as the healthcare workers. So with that in mind, what do you see as some of the best opportunities ahead right now, as well as the headwinds that you have your eye on? Uh, obviously, the headwinds. I'll start with that. So take the take the bad news out of the out of the way. Is all the things that impact healthcare uh, across the board, at least in the United States, uh, things like inflation, uh, things like burnout, clinicians burnout, um, things uh, like uh, um, misaligned um, uh, incentives among all the players in the in the system. Um, I think uh, also uh, some of the um, influences of private equity uh, groups um, um, in in healthcare that are frankly destabilizing. So quite a few that I think um, challenge everybody in healthcare uh, at this at this moment. And um, those are things that yes, we need to absolutely need to deal with. Um, without being um, impacted on the second part of the uh, equation in terms of opportunities, which is um, we have opportunities to make things a lot better from a from an experience perspective for our patients and our staff. Uh, sometimes the two come together, uh, which is um, some of the digital transformation uh, effects will have positive effect on minimizing the, the, the distortions, uh, if you want, um, driven by, um, by inflation and over-regulation and other influences. Um, so I think it's an interesting uh, situation where, yeah, uh, the negative uh, influences could slow us down. But if we don't and we stay the course, um, uh, digital, digital transformation, business transformation can help us uh, you know, uh, dealing with these short-term 
problems, but also be in a much better shape in, in the future. You talk about consumer focus. Um, obviously, uh, the consumers as patients have uh, the utmost focus from physicians during that um, uh, medical encounter, if you want. Uh, but we need to work on before and after. Um, and we need to be able to expand what we can do for digital into a long-term engagement with the patient in between encounters in ways that improve the patient overall health and well-being. So it's, get, it's great that we provide them data, we provide them the ability to easily come in and into the system when they need, but also these tools and technologies and new business models help us keep them safer and, and, and healthier um, in between for healthier lives. And by the way, um, at least across the Western world, everybody is getting growing older um, as populations. And so we will need more, more care, more cell care, and we would do want to, to be able to live better lives uh, through the use of uh, technologies, medical technologies, um, and so on and so forth. I think that's a really great point in terms of, you know, looking at that consumer focused strategy and how you can really leverage technology to care for patients more efficiently. I know certainly healthcare is no stranger to the workforce shortages and um, coupled with, as you mentioned, more people needing more intensive care than in the past um, as they age, it, it certainly leads to a, a really challenging spot. So you know, when you think about the ways technology can be used in healthcare, how does that really create value to the um, health system and organization overall? What are some of the best ways in, in whether it's the technologies or or the ways that you work within the culture of the health system to really incorporate um, that digital platforms and digital transformation mindset? What does that look like for you? And, and how are you doing that at Baptist Health South Florida? Well, first of all, I, I, let me add something. You, you said more intensive care. I think it's more care, um, hopefully less intensive. Um, if you if you keep people healthier in ways that they do not need uh, acute care or intensive care, clearly, um, and that would that would be the the goal uh, for them uh, for the, them as patients and productive members of the society. In terms of technology. There are so many opportunities to reimagine how we do things in healthcare as healthcare operators. Where technology can, can help immensely is um, through uh, things like automation. There is so much, and that's, that's also true for other industries, by the way, but there's so much um, um, repetitive work that uh, a lot of folks do um, and where the technology clearly can can uh, can help and it does help and increasingly. Um, uh, number one, number two is clearly better decisioning um, um, a process through better data and information, um, and um, and and that means people can adjust, can evolve better and and faster using that data. Um, and so that's that's number two. Obviously, number three. Um, somewhat related to number one is the, if if we step back and we look at our processes and we say, yeah, we've had these processes for a long time. They were influenced um, by whatever technology we had at the time or by whatever um, 
needs we had at the time, can we step back and reimagine some of our processes um, in a way that um, it would be, how would we like to, these processes to be in the future? And then come back and um, apply technology, um, um, you know, the various, various types of technology in better ways. Um, and I, I want to emphasize this. Uh, it's very hard. To, it, it's rarely the case that you just throw technology at things and things get much better. Um, so how we use technology is important and how we do things um, is important. So um, I always talk about let's reimagine our processes and then we imagine how we can use the new technologies uh, for those processes to, uh, to work better. That's such a great point and certainly being able to leverage the technologies to make processes work better and really um, bring us into the future in healthcare, I think is so important. Yeah, and, and by the way, let me to, to add is uh, I don't want to by no means diminish um, um, technologies, medical technologies do make things better for patients. You know, the uh, the evolution that we've had in, in healthcare over the last, whatever, 30 years has a lot uh, driven by technology, not just computer technology, but all the uh, uh, technology that was uh, used for medical engineering, right? The vaccines or the types of operations they have, the types of, uh, the types of uh, treatments that we can provide uh, people um, and it's not about just about better better pills, but also how we manage um, patients on treatments and how well we can um, evolve through digital technology uh, the course of treatment. Uh, we do have the ability with increased technology to um, monitor better the, their health and adjust faster. To 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 my point in the article that we talked about earlier. The, uh, where is healthcare going to be in the next hundred years? Uh, we could do all those things that will indeed lead to better medical outcomes and better uh, quality of living for patients. Absolutely. I love that. And certainly it makes a lot of sense uh, for the medical technology side of things. It's amazing to see what we can do today that, you know, we wouldn't have even imagined even two or three years ago. Mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. Well, I was wondering too, you know, from your perspective, I'm sure you get a lot of uh, different technology pitches and um, oh, tell me about it. On a daily at least basis. once a week, I get something <laughs> that says my gizmo, gizmo, gizmo is going to change everything you do, and I'm like, eh, maybe some <laughs> some are useful, some are useful, and and we can take at least parts of it and and um, uh, uh, combine them with our, in, in a, into our uh, grad, uh, greater digital vision and, and get uh, help uh, support that way. Or, uh, but in other cases, that's probably uh, not what we need, but yes. Yes, absolutely. And, and I can imagine, you know, for those that kind of stick out to you, what do you see as being important to still invest in this year to make sure you stay on par and then if possible, get ahead of the curve to grow in the future? I think the, in the investment we've been making, we need to continue. Uh, and nothing is being um, uh, disproven to uh, not to add value. Uh, I think uh, definitely all the things that we've been doing, they do lead to 
better operations, better outcomes, of, you know, uh, and and at the end of the that uh, path. So we need to continue with with uh, with all of those um, and evolve. Now, um, what I would say is is interesting that you mentioned um, uh, AI earlier on. Um, yes, it's so it's impossible not to start thinking in terms of what we can do with that technology. But again, towards outcomes. Um, so I like when some of the technology uh, companies, they talk about experiences and outcomes versus the actual underlying technology, which is, which is the right thing. So I think if I, if I were to, to um, uh, describe what the focus is in the next, I don't know, 12 months, probably 24 months uh, and on, continue with what we're doing, um, adding and tuning and make it better and, and continuing to, to build towards the, the vision and, and the strategy that I laid down two years ago, but definitely add that element of um, AI uh, into it to make those products and experiences better. And I, I talk about this at length and how the digital and AI come together. And frankly, in my mind, they're really one because AI can enable digital to be better, more intelligent, more context aware, uh, context or situation aware. And I, I speak at, uh, about that length in my uh, upcoming book on, on digital, doing digital. So clearly the opportunity is to uh, make sure that as these technologies come uh, become available at scale, and they are, um, once we validate that they work as advertised, and that's, a, that's still a big if, uh, we make sure that we, uh, we uh, integrate them in an intelligent way into our experiences and our digital um, efforts, whether for consumer or physicians. That, that would be, if we don't do anything in that, in that space with the tools that are coming, um, uh, coming on, online, so to speak, um, after validating, you know, you don't want to, uh, the tools to uh, hallucinate uh, to a, towards a bad outcome. But if we, if we validate, uh, we absolutely uh, need to uh, use them. And that would be a, the worst thing that we could do is not use them. I think that is such a fair point and so important to to understand how it can be used uh, correctly for AI. And I know there's a lot of trepidation around how to use it appropriately, and especially in healthcare, when it's certainly a space that um, has high stakes in terms of patient mm -hmm. care and care delivery. Um, so when you're having conversations, whether it's with the executive team or the clinical workforce about artificial intelligence, what are you hearing? And in, in, is there a level of excitement, nervousness? What are those conversations like? I think yes and yes, both. Um, and I think uh, back to what I was saying earlier is um, clinician, clinicians, um, there are, you know, after years and years and especially after the last three years, they are burned out. Um, right now, part of it is because of the, um, I would say, the HR technologies we have. They're just way too laborious, too too many clicks, too many screens, too much of that that we have over as an industry imposed on on clinicians to you know, to do. And and so definitely, they're very excited to see how uh, the new technologies. Um, uh, can help eliminating some of that drudge work. 
Um, it, it, the outcomes need to happen. You need to have obviously uh, a, a, um, uh, a treatment plan. You need to have a visit summaries. You need to have all, all those all those things. But how do you get to those in ways that um, uh, physicians and, and, and clinicians in, in general are not um, spending a lot of time uh, on that, and, and instead they spend more time with the patient or thinking about the patient or uh, whatever. So that that's a huge opportunity for us, and we're looking at all sorts of things. And by the way, everybody else, everybody else is 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 uh, you know with um, ambient recording of of the visit and and then summarization. Um, that's that's very exciting. Now, to be clear, um, uh, this is not replacing a doctor or, or a nurse. Um, it's just about the, the ability to do all these things or, or, or create the, the, the records, if you want, in ways that the clinician at the very end looks over them and say, yep, that's, this is accurate or not, and they can make changes, but it saves 75% of the drudgery of just writing and clicking on the screen that's that's huge um i think if if frankly if we can solve that in a big way not just us across the industry i think some of the problems um that we're hearing from clinicians about burnout um some of them will go away so they're they're excited about that now clearly on the other side is they're also um, um very cautious the clinicians were very cautious uh, just as you mentioned earlier um, is this technology safe? Is this um, whatever is recommended? Is it really accurate? Um, and yes, even with a human in the in the loop, if there is a lot of um, uh, stuff, a lot of text, a lot of images that get generated, it's it's easy to miss something that may may not be right. And you know, my team and I have been doing some. Um, some work on uh, generative models and basically taking uh, theoretical medical records and and putting them through uh, some of the these models sometimes they do hallucinate but this is the interesting thing is they do in a very feasible way it's not you know it's not like the record talked about i don't know diabetes and all of the sun the the summarization talks about cancer no um it's very close to the original um, uh, original text, but there's something introduced that it's hard to explain. Um, that could be nothing, but that could be very important because whatever, if, if, if the physician doesn't catch that hallucination, then that becomes a record and some, some other physician later on takes that as a start of a journey and, and things could, could not go, could go in, in the wrong direction. So um, I, am, I think they are concerned about the quality or the accuracy, I should say, um, and their ability to validate everything that is being generated. Got it. I, absolutely. I can definitely see those situations where it could be a challenge and certainly something that I, I know a lot of uh, smart minds in healthcare are troubleshooting and working through right now. I think the technology will get better. Um, already we're discovering that, and a lot of us, um, that frankly, for example, ChatGPT or similar technologies, and ChatGPT is becoming almost like a term like Google. Let's Google it. Let's ChatGPT it, right? Let's um, uh, not just necessarily that particular product, but sometimes if you take the output, however that was generated, and and 
put it through the model once again. Uh, it seems that um, um, the models are able to uh, discover their pre prior hallucinations. That's very interesting. Um, and so um, maybe, uh, you know, those, the creators of those models will use whatever is happening on that second turn uh, to make sure they, that hallucinations don't happen in the first uh, first generation. Got it. That makes a lot of sense and definitely great to hear up to the moment, uh, you know, how things are, are looking and shaping and how they've evolved. Now, before we wrap up our discussion, I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about um, where you see some of the best growth opportunities in the future, whether it's for you and your role or the teams that you work with. Um, I, for me, as a you know, as I as you said, I have an interesting role. It's is the the CIO role, which is it's what you know, it's more of a traditional role. Yes, I have to worry about replacing old PCs and you know infrastructure. Now it's cloud, not. Um, but also this digital uh, uh, role that is is um, the, that digital role is yes creating a vision for products and implementing those products and experiences always thinking of what would that feel for the user the patient the consumer the the physician but also fundamentally for that to, to happen um, it's a role of working with the partners business clinical whatever to influence the evolution of the organization, of the processes, of the models, you know, the business models. Um, so I think, you know, uh, that's where I, I think most of people like myself um, would, would evolve into uh, somebody with two hats, uh, a lot of it being business, not just the knowledge. Um, and so, I, and that applies not just to the CIO, or CDIO. It applies to the entire technology organization. Um, we are becoming maybe a little bit more of a product management managers um, or, or, or executives, um, and that is designing with our business partners and clinical partners what it should be. Right. Um, in terms of for healthcare, I think. Um, um, I think we need to overall uh, increasingly look at alternative forms of care, alternative locations, um, uh, more of the um, remote patient monitoring. Um, I think definitely even um, some sort of hospital at homes. Um, those are about being more efficient, but also being more broad in the, the care that we can deliver. Uh, and, and I think where at, at Baptist we're looking at all all those things and where where this is this is growing, it's an interesting uh, situation. I think it's there's an incredible and insane amount of demand for health services, uh, but at the same time we're constrained by you know um, uh, staff or staff limitations. We're constrained about those incentives in the marketplace and how uh, hospitals and, and get reimbursed um, we're constrained about um, uh, inflation um, so it's it's an interesting uh, inter interesting um, dynamic uh, if you want but if we can be um, you know more efficient faster um, at the end of the day that's not about money it's about providing more care because there's a lot of care that is required and some of it cannot be delivered because of those constraints. 
Fantastic. Tony, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. I've really learned a lot from you. Uh, you raised some really excellent points and definitely a lot to talk about and think through in terms of artificial intelligence and digital transformation in healthcare. And I'm excited as well to see you in person at our October event um, for Health IT, Digital Health and Revenue Cycle. It's going to be so much fun and, and I'm just really excited that you'll be there. I'm, I'm sure it's going to be fun, but also very interesting, very informative. Um, you know, some of the conversations last year, the, the sessions were, um, I was on one of the keynotes, but definitely, definitely interesting. Um, one thing that, you know, between now and um, October, who knows, since things have been moving so incredibly fast in the last six months, especially with with AI, who knows what we're going to talk about uh, in, in your, you know, we talked about ChatGPT. Maybe it's going to be a next generation that is be, it's going to be even more uh, mind-blowingly uh, incredible. So who knows what the conversation will be in four months. Absolutely. Right on. I, I'll just, I'm fascinated to see how everything evolves. Yeah, and, and it's interesting. So I was, I mentioned about my book and I was writing it as this thing came out and I said, well, I, I might as well put a little chapter in there and, and you know, by as, as I was uh, evolving the book and, and, and editing, the, the evolution was so fast that I had to go about three, four times to that that section to add and, and, and modify because things were, were moving so fast. So fascinating. Yes. You know, book technology now is just like trying to keep up with it and, and stay current. Um, you almost can't in the publishing industry. <laughs> Correct. And so therefore, maybe, you know, the ebook is much better because the authors can go in and say, oh, let me add yeah. something. And then everybody has access versus a, a paper. But I love paper books as well, by the way. So. Yes, absolutely. They're a great, you know, reading experience and certainly um, one of my favorite ways to, to read as well. So absolutely.